Hey everybody, this is Mickey. Uh, yeah, hi. <laughs> Feels like ages since I've done an advert. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about Zestcoin again. As you know, these guys have been sponsoring us for a while now, and that's for a good reason, actually, because I don't know. I really don't know if I should go into it, but Mike, uh, the basically one of the main guys over there uh, at Zest, he is uh, angel. Honestly, he's a diamond. Uh, I don't know how much. I don't know if he want me to tell you guys what he did, but but basically, um, we had an issue with another coin, uh, <coughs> um, and uh, we we lost some money. There was a the, the wallet fucked up and messed up. Sorry, excuse my French. And uh, yeah, they they sort of said it's your fault, um, which which basically it was. You know, we can we can't deny that. Uh, and we can't help to compensate you. And basically, Mike, um, you know, basically helped us out with a little bit of zest. Help, uh, there was, like, quite a few people in the pool. It was part of my trading group, and, and Mike came to the rescue. So this is the kind of guys that you're that you're dealing with, um, with zest. But um, anyway, it's, it's a small cap cryptocurrency backed by a great English team. Uh, that we know well, they're building a decentralized currency, uh, Zest, that focuses on giving to non-profit and charitable organizations. There you go. We were charitable, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the network runs on proof-of-state protocol with masternodes built on top uh, for added security and extra functionality. It's a great way to earn passive income. I think it's only, let me check masternodes online at the moment. It's... Um, Right now, it's going to cost you $476 for a masternode. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you're going to earn $800 a year. Um, so, I mean, that's not nothing, is it? $63 a month. Just, it, you double your money every year, basically, it's, or, or more. So, it's not bad at all. It's, it's not bad at all. Um, so, they're just about to uh, get launched on an Asian exchange as well. Uh, which continue to grow the community and push the project forward. Uh, you can find it on Cryptopia and Coin Exchange. Uh, if you have any questions, jump onto their Discord. Um, and the uh, website uh, URL for Zest is www. Do people still say that? www. Uh, Zestcoin.io. Z e s t c o i n. dot io. Go and check them out, people. Bye bye. <coughs> Good evening and welcome to this strange life. Welcome. Yeah. So, I just I just noticed your feet. Those babies are so white. Yeah, man. I'm like the whitest boy <laughs> alive. 
seriously, man. That's a ridiculous pale. <laughs> I know you are yeah. like you are a, a true a Engli- like a nice English milky yeah. pale, freckles like. And it's it's, it's funny because you you live like it's right horrible. on the equator. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. I don't know how man. that's possible in Bangkok. <laughs> well, yeah, I go. I tend to like go red, peel. And then go white again. That's like my sort of suntan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the fucking, like the curve of my suntan. Red, peel, white again, in immense pain for a few days. And Just Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, you no know, some girls man. find it, if, in fact, being in Thailand, that's one of the rare places where women actually like freckles white, and white skin and freckles. Yeah, yeah. They like it, man. And so that. Really works into my. Uh, <laughs> it's good for you. Strong suit. You found yeah. a good geography. Uh, so I'm Mickey uh, CBT fag. CBT fag. Yeah, conduit oh. between the freaks and geeks. Oh, that's legit. Uh, I, I I can't be bothered to say that anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to be T CBT fag. And I'm the real deal, Willie. The real yeah. deal. Yeah. And I well, can say fag. Good to be back because it's an acronym, right? So I yeah. get a fag pass for that. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and you've already you've already heard his voice. We have uh, Chris. Twet- tweeting in the house Twetin. today. Chris Tweeting. Tweeting. <laughs> tweeting and uh, Chris, uh, how's it going? Uh, I've got a bit of a like a twitch in my upper eyebrow because I had to deal with Bangkok traffic, but yeah. otherwise I'm good. Are you serious? I do get that, man. All the I'd fucking time. I never fucking that. get that. Oh fuck! This is a rare <laughs> two hours of traffic does it? I guess. I think yeah. I think that speaks to my nervous uh, disposition. <laughs> fucking yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. Uh, Bangkok traffic is so fucked. It is like, like getting stuck in traffic is one of the worst things in the world. I, I don't know. I just can't control my emotions on that. Two hours in traffic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I left two hours ago. The worst was like I had sat there for like 20, 30 minutes without moving at all. Like not even a bench of kitty. Yeah. You get to ben- on Ratchadar, when you get to Benjikiti just before you're about to turn on to suck a bit. That's way, the worst bit. Way man. before that. Oh, really? Oh, I start yeah. to like, Hell. I start to like blame everybody. I'm like, the driver sucks. Like that driver sucks. Like I just get like angry at everybody when I'm in those situations. Yeah. And there's always some fucking wanker. Yeah. Like blocking, you know, if everyone can, you know, there's no traffic light to turn left, but some fucker up there is like blocking it. Man. Yeah. It's, it's disgraceful. It just becomes behavior. my enemy. I mean, it's, it's just so unthoughtful. It really <laughs> is, man. I think, uh, well, it's like, you know, there's no lane discipline in Thailand, is there, on the motorway and shit? No. Every man for themselves. So, Chris, what, what do you do, man? Um, what do you do? I do marketing. Right now, yeah. I'm doing marketing for a hostel chain here in Thailand. All right. Uh, oh, Bodega cool. Hostels. Shout out Bodega uh, Hostels. Yeah. Bodega. I'm, nice. I've it's been staying. Party. I've been staying down in Patong and Phuket the past month or two, and there's like a bodega situation down there. I, I assume it's related. Yeah, we just uh, we just opened a resort there. Resort. Yeah, it's like resort. In, <laughs> yeah, in close, like, yeah. It's it's like a mix of hostel. Do, and resort. Yeah. It's, well, can someone tell me what's the difference between hostel and hotel? One's just cheap as fuck, and you have to share with someone. Right. Yeah, I think it, the idea much. is there's like dorm dorm bunks or you know like bunk bed kind of macro before. Yeah, it was fucking you, horrible. Uh, you sacrifice your privacy for cheap beds. Yeah. But often it's like the level of sanitariness and like there, it could be nicer than like a, that's a shitty word, but <laughs> it can be nicer than like, you know, your typical Thai guest house. If you're willing to forego that privacy, Oh, for sure. you know, yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, sharing, sharing beds and bathrooms with people is, you know, not the best in your, in your thirties. No, you can't do it. But uh, I mean, what's, what's the difference in price on, is it like as, 
So on Phuket now, where, where have you been recently? Phuket. Yeah. Patong. So what, what can you get for like a cheap, like 300, 400 baht a night down there? That's not that easy to find, but you could find like five or 600 baht. Five or six. Okay. Phuket's fairly expensive. For a room or a bed? Uh, for a room. Yeah. I'm sure well, the hostel would be bo- two or three hundred, yeah. I would guess. Two to three hundred. Oh, well. Okay. So if you travel in and you've got a backpack on. And I, not that long ago, a year or two ago, I was in um, Cambodia and I stayed in a hostel and it was like a dollar a night. It was like a, one US dollar per night or some shit really? like that. Yeah. So cheap. 30 yeah. baht. Yeah. Yeah. When I first came to Thailand in, in 2000, I went to Koh Chang and it was 60, 60 baht, I think, for a fucking... Like a, a hut? Yeah, yeah, for a little hut on the beach. Huh? Damn. And, you were, and I've, I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but you arrive and you've got a candle. Uh, mm-hmm. When you arrive and you light your candle and stick it on the thing, and it was just like sand on the floor, man. It was fucking so cool. And then when you man. get voted out, they just put it out? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just fucking lift the thing up and move it and put it back down, and yeah, you've got to leave. <laughs> but um, so how long have you been? In, in, are you half Thai? No, I'm half Filipino. Ah, oh, cool, and man. And half English. Right. Yeah. Filipino. Cool. But, like, born and raised in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, so you're, like, a real good mix. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, Filipino's cool as so fuck. You sound so Canadian. Filipino's are cool as fuck. English are cool as fuck. Are and they, though? Canadians. You know, I, yeah. I visited uh, Winnipeg for the first time since moving to Asia four years ago, just over the winter. Is that where you're from originally? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Winnipeg. but uh, That's, like, middle, central Canada. Before I went back people didn't know where i was from they're like you don't have an accent really i lost it and in i visited for a couple months and i gained back my accent (laughs) so you can tell clearly between a canadian and the american accent i can yeah well i mean probably not everybody but it's like it's kind of a tone thing and in certain emphasis words yeah and it comes out more when when they drink (laughs) right (laughs) can canadians have the lippers totally yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I get more especially if you're like around your mates or you know around your community, then like, yeah, you, you kind of get it gets stronger, you know. Yeah, man, defo. Yeah. So is it cold as fuck then where you are in Canada, where you were? Like, is oh. it snowing and shit it's, all the time? It's probably already yeah, snowed. It's, I'd it's imagine snowing there already. Yeah, uh, it's like a like a record cold type city. <laughs> like, That's great. The the year before I left for uh, I moved to China originally and. Uh, yeah, there, we had this thing called the Polar Vortex. Yeah, it's uh, great branding. It was like the coldest winter since the 1800s in North America. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, I go to the office this one day, take a bus. Yeah, I took a bus to my office. And I go on Twitter and we're globally trending our city name. I'm like, why the fuck? Like, <laughs> there's nothing going on here. What's going on? And, it's uh, just cold. Yeah, you know, like CNN, everyone's reporting. They're like, Winnipeg, colder than Mars today colder than mars yeah. how the fuck do they know that <laughs> like service temperature of mars was like a couple degrees warmer really do you know i'm skeptical about that shit you know when they say they, they know what's going on on mars they don't know what's fucking going on in the in the world man never mind fucking mars i think it's mars weather way. reports maybe they're just like withholding info you think are you are you a flat earther oh well i mean no Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> he paused. He fucking paused. I think he's like a troll. Maybe a bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, you're so, not a globe. I'm a globe tard. A globalist. Yeah. A round earther. Yeah, I'm a round earth man. Yeah, I'm a round earth shill. I, I'm getting that fucking round earth money from the government to fucking. Oh, those you know, are big like, checks. Part of the NASA 
conspiracy. <laughs> I, 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 um, yeah, I'm fucking super dodgy about, about NASA, for sure. I, I think uh, there's something weird about them guys. Something a bit like Mason, you know, they're all like Masons and stuff, you know. I think there's a little bit of weirdness there, I don't know. What are we digging on the Mason stuff? Well, it's... I, I can't really, will you? But I, I think it's all like secret handshakes and yeah. and, uh, and weirdness and, you know, there's money sort of being ciphered through these special projects and stuff. And so I, th- I think there's definitely some weirdness there. But. Is it? Am I right in thinking that, like, when those astronauts get old, they always kind of, like, allude to there having, having been some, like, funny business? Well, um, Armstrong... Uh, and who were the other guys that were on Buzz there? Aldrin? Yeah, and Aldrin. Have, have you ever heard the original tape recordings of when they were actually landing on the moon? They say they say something one like... One step for man. After, and- well, before I think it was before <laughs> that. They say uh, there's loads... There's, they're, they're lined up on the edge of the crater. There's loads of them, and they're, and they're watching us. And you listen back, man... It, I'm tell- you, I know the way you're looking at me, Willie. I don't like it. But Man, if I was the first person on the moon, I'd, I'd probably be paranoid as shit about that, too. Yeah, though. definitely. You know, like, if, if I landed there, I'd definitely think there's something watching me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Transformers movie where, like, on yeah, the dark side, the dark like side a of the moon. massive kind of uh, base or something <laughs> for aliens. But yeah. Well, where do you stand on aliens? Do you, do you, do you think we're alone in the, in the universe? I don't think so. I just think, like... I mean, the universe is so fucking massive that... Yeah, it's infinite, right? So if, if it's infinite... If there was an intelligent species up there, like, why would they come visit us? Oh, well, I think, I think to... But... <laughs> I think to, like, what not think, to do. I don't think we're very smart. <laughs> no, I, I think... Well, apparently it was when we started blowing up nuclear weapons, that's when they started taking an interest in what we were doing. Because, you know, Project... Um, what was it, where they blew up uh, nuclear weapons in space... Project uh, Starburst or, or something like that. Um, I can't remember. It wasn't Starburst, but it's something like Delicious that. Delicious candy Starburst. It, yeah, and, uh, and apparently they the, the aliens like intercepted the the bomb when it, that sounds, when it went up. That sounds like almost exactly the plot of one of the Transformers, I think. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I heard somebody say something kind of recently. So if there's one species of alien, there's likely thousands or hundreds or, you well, know, hundreds be, yeah. or a thousand, right? You know, it's either zero or probably many, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. And but but the question is, how advanced are they? And, and right. are we the first to like uh, reach like interstellar? Well, we, we're not interstellar, are we? We're in our own uh, in our own place. But uh, you know, it could just be microbial shit and bacteria and, and fucking you know crap like that. That, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Crap like that. Are you, are you a conspiracy theorist now? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You're open-minded. Yeah, but so but you're into, like, the, the Zuckerberg conspiracy, I like, right? I like watching a lot of documentaries and videos about that shit. I don't yeah. prescribe to most of it. Yeah, like, me too, man. I take it with a pinch of salt. for yeah. sure. But, but we're definitely being I, lied to, aren't we? Or religiously watch yeah. Ancient Aliens. Oh, man. Have, it's it's George, so genius. George the way Silicus. they've done it is so genius. Yeah, Half man. the show is, like, legit science and archaeology. Yeah, and then the next half is just batshit insane theories you can laugh at. While that dude, man, that that's a dude. good way to do content. I think is like make it educational, like but, but then get it get after. it clickbaity. And I, I I get sucked into stuff like that too, where like I know it's not all above board, but I'm happy to 
ride the ride, you know. Yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, it's just just suspend suspend belief for a few hours and and get on that uh, on that journey. But I mean, you've been you've been at the opposing end of Zuckerberg's uh, mad reign of terror, haven't you? And him shutting down Facebook and yeah, Facebook groups uh, and stuff. I don't know. I I think in general, Zuckerberg's like a positive force. Can we, yeah. Let's back up you don't two, think yeah. two, two seconds there. And can you just give us a, yeah, you do are, marketing, yeah, what, what but do then do? what, oh, what yeah. have you kind of parlayed that into? So I, I was like really trying to learn how to do Facebook marketing and like, you know, people just write off Facebook. Like it's a pay to win platform. I'm like, probably not yeah. like their algorithm updates so often that there's opportunity. Yeah. So I started learning it by making memes around like some pretty big meme pages. Yeah. And what's what was the biggest you ever got a meme page to? Uh, I had one called Living in Asia, ironically. Got it to 500K before the Zuck hit me. <laughs> and uh, then I had, like, Living in Asia, ironically, 2. And I think that, I joined that one, L-I-A-I-2. That one, yeah, I think yeah. I was in that. That one got up to, like, 200K, and I started having problems with the Zuck. It was ridiculous. I got yeah. I got my page unpublished four times February this year. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, the fact that an appeal went through four times... <sighs> like anomalous yeah. for sure but uh the fifth time no dice <laughs> he's such a weird did dude. you guys see the picture of him that on voting day on tuesday this week he uh, looks like like a like a some kind of alien baby or something yeah. yeah his his facial expressions and the way his mannerisms are really very strange man. It's, it's also like people really overanalyze it like I mean, he I literally so, just yeah. took a sip of water and that became a meme. <laughs> it was weird, though, wasn't it? It's weird, man. It's, He's weird. It's definitely weird. He's a strange guy. But yeah, like, it's amplified. He just, he just took a sip of water. <laughs> it's, I like it. I like Chris. He's quite like pragmatic, isn't he? I do like it. But, um, but so you, you, so like a meme page. What I mean, I, I'm not a member of it. So do you create create your own like content, like pictures and memes and all that kind yeah, of it's, shit? Yeah, I'd say it's like pretty fifty fifty. Like when I really give a shit, it'll be majority of my own content. Yeah, and then I just curate shit that I know will do well. Yeah, my audience will vibe with, and that it's relevant to Asia in some way. Like, yeah, I saw today you posted like it was like you know like the boba tea. Right, like the oh my fuck, the, <laughs> so you know the disgusting. like tapioca balls yeah. that they Asian they had you know, like a Asian pint tea. glass half full of them and poured mm. a singa beer in, mm. and then like on the bottom is like kind of like a what the fuck face, you know, making it the meme. <laughs> right. So it's shit like that. It's all yeah. like kind of relevant in some way to like just Actually, how funny for, Asians um, are. <laughs> when I started doing bodega hostels marketing. I just took all my memes about Thailand and moved it over there and, and started it sharing well. it to my other page. I'm like, yeah, I'll Not get those guys. easy page oh, likes. Yeah. So what have you learned that what what makes a good meme? What makes a good meme? I mean, relevancy and timing is like huge for sure. I mean, it's it's just another form of comedy. It's, yeah. it, it's such an interesting one, though. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's like cultural context. And then there's subtle like design aspects that like, some of them people really talk about other ones aren't really yeah you know like how how you crop your image with your caption like that that matters <laughs> yeah you notice now like whenever there's a i notice it a lot with like sports and stuff whenever there's a big like sports moment it becomes like very memeable like when khabib jumped over after the connor fight and people yeah. were creating oh, yeah. it's like you start to notice like these these points in time when you can see the meme and there's some of that shit is it's, it's, so funny yeah. like it's it a new so art form though isn't yeah. it it's cool that you've like are you a do are you into stand-up comedy as well are you, 
A bit. I mean, we, we had Chris Ruffeason uh, really, on. How do you say his second name? Yeah, Ralph, I don't know yeah. how do you, to say his last You know him though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's cool. I loved him. He, I've, yeah, I've seen really him a few guy. times, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so have you ever done like open mic stuff? No, never. No, I did one. Yeah? Yeah. How did it oh, go? It was all right, man. It was I've all seen right. the footage. You got a the shot face tips. right now. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll show you. The f- Look, man, I, I just I just wanted to know if I could do it. And, yeah, okay. and I went up there and I did it and I got laughs and I didn't get booed off stage. And, and you did better so. than almost every other... Yeah, newbie, and, and which, even even Chris, the um, uh, Chris, oh man, I can't remember his name now. The the guy that runs it um, over on Soy Thirty One, yeah, Thirty Three. Even he said that was his first time, ladies and gentlemen. Like you know, fucking hell. Yeah, uh, so I did all right, man. You know, I might Sweet. I might come across like I'm unfunny. <laughs> I, I I am really, but I, I spent a bit of time writing it. That still. unfunny dry humor can work though. It, yeah. it can. It can. <laughs> it but can. it is interesting what you say though. That like memes is like a new form of humor that's yeah. like very internet native. It's yeah. um, it's a really complicated thing because like some people view it as an art form, some people view it as like a type of comedy. But then you could get into the debate that like. You know, stand-up comedy is an art form. Yeah, I think if it makes you laugh, it, what I don't see the distinction really. I think it is an art or, form, or, like or comedy. I think so. Yeah. The, I mean, there, and there's some brands and places, you know, like uh, Black People Twitter on Reddit. Like they've got like a ton of like there's <laughs> a lot of the shit comes out of like certain places, you know. Or, but then also with memes, you never truly know where it comes from. Like often it's like uh, oh, I'll find out about something from yeah. like fuck Jerry on Instagram and it's fuck already Jerry doesn't make content. It's already been like redone five yeah, times. Like fat you know? Jewish as well. He doesn't make content. Fat yeah. Jewish, yeah. Fuck Jerry. Like a lot of the people who are like big names in memes, uh, they don't really make content, but they've yeah. positioned themselves very well. And yeah. I guess there is something to the idea of like curating the right memes to grow yeah, your yeah. audience too. Cur- curation is definitely not for Right. Because I mean, that's, that's how like art gallery owners make a living. Right. They're yeah, curating artists. Exactly. Fucking hell. Yeah. Why not? They're do not all painting memes, all their shit themselves. It's like, Oh fuck. Jerry's like, okay, that's actually funny. I'll push it out to my 20 million yeah. people yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and if modern it. art's a thing, then I think fucking f- memes are definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I think Fat Jewish was the first one that I really was on my radar as like a meme guy. Yeah, well, because yeah. he was on Rogan and they, they were like, uh, you know, dissing him, saying that he steals his material and stuff. That, that's how he got on my radar. But yeah, I, th- I think that's a we- that's the thing about memes that people don't know where they come from. Like, they're, right. I don't know. Crystal, have you ever seen Crystal Ears memes? Yeah, they're fucking funny. Man. Yeah, I, 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 he, I think he's hilarious. Um, but and then a lot of them come out of these weird parts of the internet too. Like, do you get into like 4chan and all all that side yeah, of the internet? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a lot of like weird circles for yeah. sure. Like, I don't go on 4chan much anymore. Um, Did you get on that dark web? Yeah, I have. But like, pay for some items with Monero. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, my my first time using crypto was like a decade ago and I just bought weed online. Really? Silk, Silk yeah. Road? So you got Bitcoin, yeah, did you? Yeah, old, old school Silk Road. So sure. you were part of Ross Ulbrich sitting in prison right now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. But, okay, did you buy it with Bitcoin? Can you remember? Was it? Yeah, it was, it was Bitcoin. I bet it was like 10 Bitcoins or something, wasn't it? And I don't, it, even, be like I don't even know what it was. It so was, it was probably like, then, it had to have been Back then the branding was just like, oh, this is like... Um, they weren't even branding it as crypto or a token. It was yeah. more like these are our credits for a site, you know? Right. Man, I bet it's worth about a million bucks now, whatever. <laughs> Probably. You know me there and There was William. that one news story, like this dude yeah. bought pizza with Yeah, 10,000 Bitcoins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Jeez. But 10, he's, he, 
he has still a ton of Bitcoin. He's not yeah, just yeah. some random guy. He he's doing fine, you know. But that that is a great story. So that ten thousand bitcoins when it was ten thousand. Well, when it was twenty thousand, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Fuck. But he's That's he, so crazy. He was like an early Bitcoin miner, so he's probably got like, I don't know. He's probably still got a lot yeah. of Bitcoin. So don't feel too bad for Laszlo. I think his name was. Yeah. But that that is such you know like bit you know getting into Bitcoin is such a. You don't have to have any skill to have like ridden that wave, do you? To, no. To like become a rich man, it's weird, man. I don't know. It, it makes people feel really smart and then really dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, so me and him are crypto guys. Uh, we we met through crypto actually, didn't we? Oh, really? So we both made a little bit of money, and uh, I I I made a, a good bit of money. I managed to buy a car and all that shit just through. I started with four hundred dollars, and I. I yeah, built nice. up to a you, fucking lot, <laughs> a real and then watched it come crashing and down. Then, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I went from four hundred to four hundred thousand. Damn. Yeah, but I then, guess, but then it went. <laughs> I, I managed to take about eighty grand out. Okay. That's, and then, that's man, you're giving out up. all the all the details. I don't care. I man. like it. It's, it's all yeah. in the past. It doesn't matter now. I, I, I until they're like I, the, I fucked up. I made mistakes until like the. The Thai Yakuza comes for you on, uh, on <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Well, well that, yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening. I did read a story. Uh, it was down in Phuket, and some like Ru- Russian guy was talking about how he had Bitcoin, and people showed up his, at his house, like tied him yeah, up, and said, give, it. Give, me your, give me your private keys, and that was it for him and his girlfriend. The yeah. They just jacked it. And all those stories, man, about people who... Uh, like threw computers away with like yeah fuck man. well that's the thing that's though is like so crypto is the perfect um like if you want to hold somebody ransom or something like that like it's the perfect uh medium of exchange to yeah. execute some kind of scheme yeah you know? i mean as crypto like evangelists we should be saying it's not really criminal friendly but it, it really is yeah, it's, right <laughs> but, it's really, but, but most new technologies are but but especially it's really revolutionized the uh hostage ransom game yeah. <laughs> and like a yeah. ransomware game yeah. and, all. <laughs> oh, and like scam investments and yeah icos and shit like doesn't it make yeah. you wonder though that of like um back in like the early 20th century like what kind of Ponzi schemes and scams like they were pushing to, you know, oh, investors man. that didn't know shit. I think like about this often. there must've been like some serious con men that just pulled the wool over stupid people's eyes. Yeah. This is like a common topic among my friends. Really? When we drink. We're yeah. always like, you know, there's so many things you could do to scam people for money online now, but mm. like, what would they do before the internet? And then we think about like, you know, catch me if you can type people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. just, you're forging checks with like, with like, tools you know and like yeah, now you got it now you're doing awesome. it with bits like, of information back then you're doing it with door-to-door salesmen getting like cashier's checks from housewives and shit yeah and playing on people's emotions and it, that kind of stuff still happens in thailand quite a bit actually uh, yeah i think i think there's probably a lot of uh like dating stuff you romance know, like, uh, mm, romance yeah. and you know screwing people for it's a lot like of money. finding vulnerable people you know you know people with but was that pre was that pre or post internet though i'm sure it happened pre Oh, Especially sure. in Thailand, <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> Imagine how many old people come to Thailand like old bastards, and they meet some young Thai chick, and she just screws them out of everything. It must happen like a lot. I think Blake was talking about that on our last episode. Have we put that out yet? Yeah, we did. And yeah. he's like, it's like the sukumbit uh, tax that you pay for a lot of these older gentlemen. Yeah, man. I I know people who have seriously had 
bad experiences like you know they bought houses yeah oh, for women Jesus. and cars and businesses know. stuff like that yeah that's I, tough i keep seeing this one post in a this facebook group bangkok expats yeah and the, the, he like got scammed out of money like he paid up front for construction <laughs> and then he just left and like he just he deserves it he, he posts about it like once a week it's so funny at this point people, people are like give shit when he posts like they didn't used to but now they do they're just like come on man like you've been posting about this a while yeah <laughs> i mean if you're dumb i, I don't know I, I i haven't got much sympathy for people like who, who pays up front for construction nobody oh. i mean i'm, no, I'm an architect I, i'm a construction guy and it's stage payments you yeah you analyze what they've done every month and then you pay them that's, according to the percentage of pain point for your stuff job like getting paid exactly. after a job yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I mean, I can only su- suggest that they might have said, okay, I'll, we'll give you a 50% discount if you pay up front or something, but still, like... Yeah, I think that, those expat groups, though... That's a good scam. You're, uh, you're putting out yeah. ideas for the listeners. I yeah. think social media can be a good reminder of, like... I don't want to say how stupid most people are, but, like, just how how many people do get scammed out there or, you know, just are very naive in the way that they think and don't have the... Don't have, like, the street smarts that, like, you feel like you figured out, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. I always see people like blaming social media. They're like, social media is the cause of these problems. And like before social media was just like, oh, the internet is the cause of these problems. Yeah, they blame something else. No, but uh, that information never made it to the mass amount of people. You know, they're getting scammed and that information was in the dark or they would write into their newspaper or something and that's how it would get out. Do you think anybody in the world still gets scammed with like Nigerian prince stuff? Oh, for sure. Well, that was you like... You think it still happens? That was supposedly like one of the most successful scam campaigns yeah. like ever, right? Yeah. But Chris, you think that still goes on now? Like, people probably would, some older well, people have just got on the way. internet. Right? To, to like do email marketing at scale to the masses, yeah. stealing data, buying data. If it wasn't working, they would try a different scam. Yeah. And I guess if you can reach a million people, do you guys ever go through your... two or three... They're going buy. for the most gullible people with money, it, yeah, as man. long as one yeah. converts. That's allegedly why they... Yeah, they fucking that's why yeah. they misspell stuff on purpose, because they're like selecting for the idiots, you know, whereas like, yeah. like yeah. a smart person would read, <laughs> they would read something with bad uh, grammar, and they'd be like, all right, that's a scam. They don't want to deal with that person. They, you know what? They want to disqualify that lead. They just want the idiots. But do you guys ever read through your junk email at all? Today. all the time. I got it's one on my crazy. Gmail. It's crazy. It's so funny. It's so funny. I got one. I'm serious, man, because it's the first time it's ever got through to my actual pay, my Gmail page today. XO underscore tattoo. They said we put thirty five thousand dollars in you, but it's on my phone now. I can show yeah. you. And um, then there's a link to, to click, and obviously that fish is all your shit. Man. Sure, you're fucked if you press. I that. saw and recently people press that man. But I, a lot like of people a, a press fake, it. Fake FedEx, fake Google, fake. I mean, they're just yeah. They're this is yeah. fake Amazon.com. Yeah, just any any service you're signed up. Yeah. So, sorry guys, but how how does that work? How I can think... they do at Apple.com? How does that? Well, well I don't I don't know to the T for that situation, but I remember it's common for phishing with with crypto exchange websites where they'll. They'll like you know like in another language it's not they'll an put L, like the, it's a they'll, one no or they'll put like the two dots above the A but like very small like oh, like yeah. a, an emphasis kind of thing or they'll and, do and like a sub which should which should be very you know not legal or yeah in, in fact the the L could have been a one I, d- I didn't right. really it's, look it's some at kind that of close. game or like that I. yeah man <laughs> and then another yeah. scam I noticed is like 
uh, this is the IRS emailing you and you owe a bunch of money on your taxes and like, <laughs> like <laughs> you owe 50 and, grand but if you pay a, now we'll just charge you five apparently Americans like fall for that hook line and sinker a lot because like there's a lot of fear from the government there you know and uh, bastards and it's like Indian people like exploiting Americans They're like oh we know these guys are very fearful of their government it's a bit racist was it no 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 I, I read like legit a news <laughs> that's like a pretty well Beca- known because Indian they're scene. they're very not afraid of their government so they think of us as being like pussies with our they're government they're fucking right like, they're right they're you always trying to stick it the US government <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah do you know it annoys me when I I was listening to Rogan today and uh, he, he was talking about Bill Clinton he said he was, he was talking about Monica Lewinsky and he was saying a 20-year-old girl uh, versus the leader of the world. And that, as an Englishman, that annoys me. Like, why do, pe- why do Americans think that the, 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 prime, that the president of the USA is the leader of the world? He's got no fucking sway here in Thailand. You, you I think just the, the, most, the biggest military, I'd assume. But the real answer is that China doesn't want their leader to be known as the leader of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has no sway in China. He has no sway in India. Jinping so runs the world. Me. Let's be real. China, yeah. Jim I mean, you could you could make a good argument for for that for sure. But um, they don't really they don't really try to police the world the way that America has no. tried to in the 20th century, like in a l- very literal physical way. But that could be changing, though. Like they're they're doing some stuff in China that is very. Uh, you know they're trying to economically do stuff that that controls people as opposed social to social credit as opposed to or You've just like, shit, right? like for real. example they're building trains in Thailand right now they're they're you know they're building like a railway China's funding like a railway through ch- into Chiang Mai and they're not doing that out of the goodness of their heart right. you know they're doing it so to like, we'll fund this railway for you and then and you'll you be in indebted to us pocket. right and they they do that a lot yeah. bastard that's like the america just like you, it's like you cunts yeah. 10 years ago. They're doing capitalism better than it's, the it's, yeah. uh, it's ironic that coming from an Englishman who like, uh, uh, like took over the entire world. But that was before my time. So. <laughs> that was like, that was like years ago, man. The, the sun never days. sets on the uh, British empire. If it, you didn't it, know. Yeah, yeah. That's a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> but that was weird man that was like times of like kings and queens where you could like chop people's heads off if, if they annoyed you and you know just shoot people and kill people right that very much happens today so. right do you, do you think well like but when 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 did it stop being okay just to kill somebody well was, it, was that like in 19, russia 1850, if you're the right person you can do it right now did it stop well Oh, okay, not for the right people, but I'm like publicly. Oh, publicly. Like 1850, yeah. okay. was it 19? Like people used to be able to kill each other and get away. I think away you could get away with it in, in throughout most of the 20th century until you reckon 20th this, century. until the Pre, technology caught up. Yeah, and like mm. I mean, I, I think a lot of crime is just prevented by the fact that we all have cameras in our pockets now. Yeah, man, like dash cams for sure. That's that's a huge mitigating factor. Is that like think about. Like even probably when all of us were like teen, you know, no, no, but like like late twentieth century, like nineteen nineties, like there was so much less eyeballs on everything. You know what I mean? How old are you? Thirty. How old are you? Twenty-seven. Right, I'm I'm thirty-nine. So I was around before the internet. I remember but pre-internet. Do, do you? Re- yeah. You won't know, right? I, I was like, I'm on the cusp, like. Yeah. When you, I, I'm sure when you I was, remember getting the internet. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I remember getting the internet. Like AOL. Sure. But I was around. Like, AOL, I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> COL. 
<laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even I know. Re- I, didn't even re- I never put that together. America I don't even online, know what the uh, ISP was called? back then. <laughs> now that I think of it. But um, I was around in the days before mobile phones were... Listen to this, right? I used to go fishing, like, with my friends. And uh, we used to go fish... My dad used to drop us off in the morning at 9 o'clock and say, right, I'll pick you up at 5 o'clock in this location... Yeah. We were out in the middle of nowhere. There's no cell phones. If you break your fucking leg yeah. or drown or something, there's no help coming. Like uh, a couple of times we, we, we ran out of food or something bad happened and we had to leave and, and there's an absolutely no way of contacting. But you just kind of yeah. have to figure it out. You've just got to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And that, that system works pretty well too. And and on my street, when we used to play out, we used to call it play out at the end of the night. That just means play together? Kind of? Yeah. So we used to play out in the, in the local field on the street. Your parents used to go, Michael! Just scream at you. Michael! <laughs> uh, just fucking scream. At yeah. the top of the voices, there's no mobile phones. It's like, yeah. it's so crazy. I didn't have a, a cell phone until I was in high school. You probably caught me too. Yeah, really? I was, I was yeah. 22 or something by the time I got one, but it was a brick as well. Yeah. An absolute brick. What, what was the first one you had? Do you remember? That was a Nokia thirty three. No, it was a little bit newer than that. It was like uh, around the time of a razor, but I didn't did have, still a have a razor. Uh, yeah, I had a flip a, at one point. But did yeah. you still have an antenna? Yeah, I think so. Kind yeah. of like a little nub. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rubber nub. I remember immediately. <laughs> I remember immediately realizing though, like I knew, and instantly I was like texting what's gonna I, I could just tell i was like that's what's gonna but win you have to go through the words though like, yeah but like it just XYZ. felt so much better than like getting on the phone and, and making a phone call and now it's so rare that <laughs> but we were you super good at texting when you used to have to oh, go through no. i was, was amazing slow. at it man oh, yeah. i used to go lmn that was such a shitty system and when like predictive text came in it was like amazing and then the next evolution best shit that anyone had ever seen it was like you, you know, suddenly a text would be not three minutes. It would be 37 seconds. It, yeah. it was like, it was so amazing. <laughs> I mean, predictive texting was like, I don't imagine, know. Yeah. I was just going to say, imagine like, telling that to like a, a, a really young millennial now, you know, like, oh, fuck the predictive text. But they can appreciate that because, you know, that's a part of the iPhone, I guess. Now in my car, I press a button. I say, uh, text, uh, oi, my wife. And I say, uh, darling, uh, I'm going to be home late. Uh, make sure you've got your legs spread uh, when I get back, and uh, I'll be penetrating you later. You'll uh, send that? Uh, not, not that that con- <laughs> not that content, but that's how you text. You'll you'll audio to yeah. voice control or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah I'm I'm a modern man, Willie. Yeah. Nice. Uh, do you do voice notes or voice to text? Um, voice to text. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I do voice notes as well sometimes. If if like, well, for example, when I was writing for that stand up comedy gig, I would uh, like put do voice notes. It's pretty good now that technology. It works pretty well. So you just have like a but stream what, of consciousness. What, what's next? What's next? Like you know, we've got tech. We've got technology at the moment that's on our wrists. It's it's in our hands, and it's like you know, it's clinging to the outside of our bodies. And what it's going to go inside next, right? It will be. Probably ocular implants. Uh, augmented or, vision. That sure. still you think that's next, right? I, I, I'm not next. It like, feels far away to me. I think communication-wise, the next big thing is VR, but like, yeah. we're still very far off. What right about um, 
uh, Elon's. People uh, still aren't really that interested in VR. What about like e- the 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 software's not there, the hardware's not there. I feel like I I think like yeah yeah the hardware's not it, there yeah. yet. So when when the hardware is finally developing more, then AR will be yeah implemented I, in a much better. I feel way. like we're at kind yeah. of a and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I don't think that much of interesting technologies happening right not getting produced right now like it's getting it's it's getting uh they're creating (laughs) it but it's not getting to market right now like i think that uh i know you mean like like most of the low-hanging fruit from like the consumer internet i think has been picked and the next level is like huge tasks and like we're not there yet you know with like a lot of the the vr type stuff but what about elon's neural lace thing where you can have something in the back of your head or something and you can just you just I, control I mean, it with your mind. Yeah, that's incredible. I guess I'm just a bit of a skeptic of that until I really see it. You know, I mean, I yeah. feel like with, with Musk, you hear and you hear a lot of shit. And well, he delivered a flame fl- flamethrower. He's, and, he's such uh, an optimist that, like, yeah. a, lo- a lot of the stuff, and I see what you're saying, like, a lot of tech that's exciting right now, it's so far away. Yeah. But, like, the scientific breakthroughs are there. They're just not cost efficient. Mm. Like Right, and scaling it and stuff like that yeah, and, and making it uh, friendly to... Like the, an end user. The biggest thing I follow right now is graphene. It's like a, like it's a material, a sing, right? It's a single molecule layer yeah. of carbon. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. But it, it's really strong. It's really strong. If you run water over it, it conducts electricity. Like mm. pretty ridiculous, but we're not there yet. So that's like a twenty-year phenomenon to be excited about, I would say, or maybe maybe ten, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah but okay. I don't really have a grasp on the science. And let's talk about some other shit that we're interested yeah, no, in. Well, no, but what about like this shit that's been suppressed? I mean, all these people like Stanley Meyer who built this free electricity device, he got killed. The guy that built the electric car like twenty or thirty years ago, he got killed. There were electric cars around from the early. 20th century that these people were railroaded man there is there is free ways to get electricity at the moment um, right so what's being suppressed and what and what's you know what what i'm trying to say is what what are we seeing that people want us to see and what we what aren't we seeing that people don't mm. want us to see i mean huh yeah i, I don't know i mean where to the go electric car could have been around fucking years ago but the oil industry uh, but they, don't you think what Musk did was like make it cool? Don't you think? Like, yeah. like, I, but it's still expensive though. Like, really right? I mean, he's, he's coming he's down. going after the yeah. luxury market. But I think yeah. the most recent one's like forty grand USD or something like that. Or it's like getting, really? it's like approaching it's that level, and that's down, the idea. Yeah. And I think they produce some in China now, so maybe they'll figure out how to make. But this cheaper. one dude had this car in America that could travel from one side of America to the other on water. And oh, he got killed, man. Yeah, yeah. I he got fucking that. killed. He he went to a dinner with somebody, and this is documented. His brother knows about it. Uh, his, I think his brother was in the meeting, actually. That They went for a meeting with, with some investors, and he walked out of the restaurant and he killed over. Dead. Fucked up. <laughs> I, I saw somebody say that the best thing Silicon Valley's come out this with this year is like... Uh, scooters on-demand scooters all over the city like and when you go around seattle when i was home it's like scooters everywhere you can just get on them you can get on in their app control like that that's the best thing silicon valley's put out i mean yeah south park did an episode about that (laughs) just a couple weeks ago (laughs) i love that show as well they're they're just like these scooters just popped up everywhere no one knows where they're from or who dropped them off (laughs) (laughs) they could be from anywhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do think there's some merit to that though is that like they're trying to solve smaller and smaller problems because the 
big problems are really hard to solve and like mm. you know you're you're not really going to make money on that so they just yeah. go after these like little like juicers and shit like that you there's know? a there's a startup here in bangkok called e-tran they're trying to like because uh, you, you know how you always have like the bikes by like bts stops and shit yeah. sure they're trying to do like ev uh scooter rentals but like stationed at the bts i don't think like like motorized yeah yeah but rather rather than doing like because charge stations have been like a real deterrent of that kind of industry exactly yeah so they're doing like you know it'd be like open up a locker and you just swap out the battery that's kind of how it is with some of the electric bikes in seattle they like go around and replace them and people use those a lot more than just the normal bikes and you don't have to put them in a charging station or you don't have to park them somewhere but uh I don't think that that kind of shit can work in Thailand because, like, <laughs> it's like a tragedy of the commons where, like, public goods here, everybody, everybody's attitude is just, like, treat it like shit until mm. it becomes a piece of shit yeah. as opposed uh, to uh, keeping it And then all those nice. scooters will end up in a shanty town it's, somewhere. Yeah. It's really funny in, in like, <laughs> China and, like, Shanghai and Beijing because they have a lot of... Uh, it's the same thing, but it's bicycles. Yeah. And they all just end up, like, on the side of the street everywhere. And, like, or in the canals. There's, there's huge, like, dumps of these bikes now. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bummer. Do they? It's just human nature. It's just such a funny example. it's not your property. Of, like, it's just wasted venture capital. Nobody really cares about mm. that, that money anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What I want to know is, though, and I, I fucking hate saying this because... Okay, I've heard it on Joe Rogan, but I, I have had my own thoughts about this. So I'm sorry to... Wh- why I want to preface, preface it is because I don't want people to say, oh, we just heard that on fucking Joe Rogan. But w- what what I want to know is that when people... Like, they're going to bring out an eyeball, for example, that can see better than your own eyeball. And, like, if if you get your eyeball knocked out in the war or, you know, in an accident or something, they're going to be able to replace it with an eyeball and sooner or later that eyeball is going to be better than your eyeball right it's going to be able to see better you're going to be able to have all this fucking electronic shit going on with it so then what's to stop people saying well i just want to replace my eyeballs with these new better ones and then you know people are going to have limbs replaced but they're going to be better limbs that you can throw a ball so where do you find where do you find the problem with that uh well i can't see a problem i think it's fucking ace because i mean like fuck a hundred years, people are going to be like bionic men. They're going to be able to like run a hundred meters in two seconds. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Imagine that when, when you can just fucking replace your body parts with stuff that's better. Don't you yeah. think like the first eyeballs out of the package probably won't be that legit? Yeah, you don't want to be the first like <laughs> adopter. Yeah, you don't want to be an early adopter, but it'll come I think it when could... it's going to be better, man. Yeah. You know that. And then you're going to replace could, your eyes, you're going to replace your arms men. and legs, and then when are you fucking human, dude? Like, Yeah, I, I think that shit's really interesting to debate because, like, you know, life expectancy is going to go way through the roof. Mm. And, like, do we want Which has live, some negative externalities. Do we want to live that long? Like, yeah, and then only the rich. The well, it's also, well, well, no, Chris, it's going to go right through the roof for the rich, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. the poor are going to die. You know, so it's going to... This is going to really separate well, that's the, the like from the when, poor uh, more, right? Like, in the medieval ages, the life expectancy went way up because all the poor people just died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, put, they all died when they were five or six like, years old, right. but, but the fucking kings died when they were 100 or something. And then if we're all living crazy long, like, what are the, the environmental impacts? And, you know, what are the externalities of that? Or is that exactly. something we need to I mean, people say that people later. are reproducing less and, you know, there's all sorts of, uh, like, 
pro- issues with pollution and reproduction and, and all that sort of shit and cancer. So I think I think it'll balance itself out. Yeah, I think Mother I think Nature's so got a really yeah. refined way of uh, I think of she's, keeping us in balance. She's flexible, yeah. She's sure. cool, man. Mother Nature is cool. <laughs> But she's, uh, I'm a little skeptical that like bionic eyes are that close to like really being a part of our life. But they do exist, though, right? You yeah, can get an eye, but that you I don't put think it's anywhere near see, like, as good as like the shit that our eyes can do. Think of a camera, the way that you have to adjust things to like get the lighting right, as opposed to your eye, which does it naturally. Like, there's a lot of magic in there. Yeah, that, the, the speed is just yeah. way better than our tech. For but, sure. it, right. but it will be though, right? It I, will happen. I, I though, think right? that. It's Eventually. like orders of magnitude out there, but yeah. I don't know. And when that does happen, yeah. then will people opt to have their fucking? I think, it, I think it'll be like pop like, these bastards out, get a couple of new like ones personal choice. You know, you I, I bet some like, people will be like hipster about it. Like, no, I'm going to go down with these eyes. You know, I don't want to change it out. <laughs> There's going to be hippies, yeah, that are yeah. out there. Like, like fuck know, the bionic. I'm, I'm au naturel, and I think that kind of shit is like it's either inevitable or we're going to hit a point where technology's not progressing and like everyone's just going to be very frustrated about I'm it. I'm sort of leaning into that a yeah, little that bit. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. But another concept I heard recently is like the idea of like uh, tr- trying to migrate our consciousness into a virtual world or trying to bring computers more into our physical world, right? So like whether we try to get our consciousness and live in like some VR simulation, like if that's our destiny or if we try to get like Compute, you know, try to make the this like a bionic f- situation. That, that you discussion know? comes from like, uh, like long distance space travel because our body won't survive right going wherever. The yeah, you've got to be able to replicate, to. right? Either replicate or you know, put yeah, our just survive, in but, something yeah. that's not biological. Right. Yeah, you, you're right, man. That I've heard those thought experiments before that when you sort of poof, you know, like put like these like, replicants out towards like distant galaxies that. I mean, that, that's the only way we're going to... Well, unless we can bend space and time and all that shit, but, yeah. But, well, it was bend, so, it like <laughs> bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham, Great movie. Um, so do you... Where do you subscribe on, on the, like, the Kurzweil, like, downloading a brain situation? You know, downloading consciousness? There seems to be very different camps on, on that whole imagine, idea. Can you imagine, right? Your brain getting downloaded into a computer and then you're just stuck there in blackness. Forever. That's, that's and you're just a, I don't there know, in purgatory. I don't know if there's anything more would, would scary it, than that. Would it be blackness? Though? I don't know. Would you it, might see like ones and zeros or something. Or maybe if the computer's got a got like its own uh, camera, I, you can I see. Th- the I think camera it would be like it could be considered the next step in our evolution. But if you think yeah. about like what AI is, I mean, they probably don't. AI, the way in it is in its current state, they definitely don't perceive themselves as being. In in a computer in blackness, even if they're like very it, conscious, it, even I if guess, they're yeah. not thinking. perceiving, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. I think I'm speaking about that uh, Johnny Depp movie where he just gets put in a box, right? Yeah. Like, and he wakes up in I can't, I can't which is a very spooky, now, like solitary confinement type. Yeah. Uh, but I sci-fi. think Chris is right. It it could be like a trip, man. It could be like psychedelic. It could be like being on DMT or something, where you're just in this elf world and you're fucking well, if, surrounded if by If your mind was in a computer, you, you probably wouldn't be perceiving visually the way we do now. Why not? Right? Oh, man, you just well, blow not, my mind. Not necessarily. Right. right. And, yeah, it wouldn't it, have to it be. It could be. So, so it could yeah. be a whole new way of perception, like sound, like you yeah, see in sound I mean. or like you con- see in... Consciousness could be 
very different if you're in a computer. Oh man, I fucking love so, that man. Like like you you perceive like it's not a like normal vision like red is red well, and fucking that's fifty way. meters away. Fa- it's something new. Facebook had their most advanced chatbots talk to each other, and within minutes, uh, they developed their own language. Yes, and they had to, and, and they that, shut they it down shut immediately down, yeah. they're fucking afraid. They're like, no, we don't want this. Well, and the when they put turn... it up again, they're like, no, you have to talk in English with proper syntax. Right. And that's the thing with creating AI is like you have to build these rules without bugs in order to get them to. Yeah, because if, if you don't give them a rule, they're gonna think on their own. Right. But I mm. that goes back to what I was saying about consciousness inside a computer. Like the way you communicate might be completely different. Right. Altogether. Yeah. And there might yeah. be no seeing. It might be a different yeah. method cool, of, of, of getting of transmitting bits, you know. But uh, Sam Harris always uses the example of uh, if you tell a computer to, I forget what he says exactly, but it's like if you tell a computer to make all humans get along, the first thing they'll do is just kill all the humans because that's a way of them all like being peaceful to each other. Yeah, you know? I've heard so it's like that's how you have yeah, to yeah. program around those kind of ideas. Yeah, but uh, yes, I, I've, but, I've heard that argument before, man. But I think there must be something in the code or language where you can, I don't know, say, like, we want all humans to get along, but, you know, you put a rule in there, don't kill. You, <laughs> like, like a smart Space contract. bar, space bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but those have a lot of bugs too, you know. Uh, so I want to talk about, like, uh, what percent chance do you think it is that we're in a uh, simulation? A hundred. A hundred. No, how, how can you be that sure? Wow. Because, okay, if 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 is it anything right. beyond just gut feelings? No, no, no. It, right, if if we keep going the way we're going now as human beings, right, in hundred, two hundred, five hundred years time, we're going to be able to simulate universes, right? Simulate the world. We're going to be able to reverse time back to the uh, Big Bang or whatever it was and then re-simulate because we're going to have so many data points to look at. That This is apparently true, that when you have so many data points to look at, like measurements, uh, time, language, uh, thoughts, everything. Culture. Yeah, that you can then reverse that back to the beginning and then uh, simulate it back from the start. And the idea is that if, if we do that in 500, 1,000 years' time, there will be literally millions of simulations going on uh, all over the globe and that the chances of not being in one of those simulations are very, very small. Mm. That's the... So do you, when you draw your 90%, are you building it out of that thought of like... Yeah, the, the if, way that... if we get to that point where, you know, it's possible to have a simulation then... And if we've gotten this far and that's the 500 years away, is it possible that we've already been there and we've started over already? You know, we went... We finished Mario Mario level one, and we went back to the beginning, and now we're Maybe. we're running through it again. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, what, what do you think, Chris? Simulation theory. Do you have conviction you, on it at all? Or no, no conviction at all. Um, I read about it. Like there was one really cool study where their idea was like, if we are in a simulation, then there's got to be a cap to like the data or physics yes. of it. So kind of like a video game, they're or just trying to break or... the physics. Yeah. So they shot like, but yeah, they like shot a proton our laser physics at a could mirror. be the rules that were plugged. Yeah, Sorry yeah, to yeah. cut you off, but like the, it could be the code of this simulation. You know what I mean? It's like uh, gravity is X times Y. You, you know, some guy yeah. put that into. So they were trying to push yeah. that to the limits of like what our knowledge is. So they took a proton laser, they shot it at a mirror, 
and then like replace the like little hole for the laser so it was two mirrors and it's uh like the highest power laser you can have bouncing back and forth they start moving the mirrors closer to each other until it's like very close and they're like if the physics fuck up maybe like it's a glitch did it happen no, have they done it? it was inconclusive. But but, but they but have by experiment design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but they have looked into the code of like they they have. I, I heard someone say that at the very like basis of nature that there is a a code in there that that like chemistry or or, or like well fractal like fractal geometry. Yeah, and, um, and DNA. No, what's it called? Uh, Physics, you know, the, the very small physics. What's it? What's that called? <laughs> Nanophysics? I don't know. Yeah. No! <laughs> Fuck me, I'm so... Don't get hung up on terms. We, no, so none of our ob- audience cares. <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. Like particle physics? No. Quantum? Quantum physics, yeah. Quantum physics. Fuck me, I'm That's so small? That's yeah, quantum physics small. Is, is the smallest, yeah. So uh, they're saying at the very, like, quantum physics level that there's uh, code and stuff that really matches computer code. It's really mm. very right. similar. But, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we went down a fucking rabbit hole. I think ha- my, my favorite take on that was, like, Elon on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. Because oh, he's yeah. just like, well... He seemed pretty convinced we were in a simulation, right? He, he His theory was that uh, if we are in a simulation, then, like... Base reality's got to be pretty boring. Yeah. Because, like, why yeah. would you simulate something that's right the same? <laughs> it, like, like, it, it, like, we're not living a movie. You know, this is we're, we have like monotonous lives in some ways, and like so you like would, you would simulate base reality, something that's better, right? I you would think, or we've run know. so many simulations that's just like do the same shit, or it's know. just like this is one of a billion simulations. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But there's that thing, isn't there, that like aliens uh, they come to visit Earth because on their planet. There's no longer emotions. They they've they've evolved past emotions. They've evolved past fun. They've evolved past sexual contact and 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 sexual feeling and and so we're you know, like so, so they come to yeah like we go to Las but Vegas if, if they to evolve right. past fun. They wouldn't find us interesting. Well, okay, okay, but okay, yes, I see what you're saying, Chris. But imagine you're in the Bible Belt now in America, <laughs> and. Um, like your the world around you is so fucking um so like normal and and level and so placid so you go to las vegas don't you to like get your end away and right uh, and you've got to ramp it up over time as you get desensitized to stuff yeah, you know so you maybe gotta, we're the las vegas of the universe and right. aliens come to visit us to get the you know to get the fucking freak on <laughs> well yeah i well I think we're an hour in, so why why don't we? Uh, are, you, are you about done, Chris? Or you got time? should keep going? Yeah, we'll time. get another beer. Okay, yeah. let's get another beer. We'll cut this out. All right. Yeah. Hey, so- hey. Sorry. Hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to jump back in because Chris was talking about some really interesting shit, man. So, okay, you've written a cup. Well, you're a blogger. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you've made some a... you've made some good money. Uh, so eight grand from one. Yeah, blogger wrote year. in January. Fuck me, that's I so forgot good. about it actually. Um, it was just accruing. Well, so, I, I forgot about it, and then I get a DM on Twitter from this company. I forgot to put an affiliate link in for. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, how do you want your money?" I'm like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" Cat coins. Like, we owe you a couple grand. <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> nice sweet. fucking surprise! Yeah. yeah, so that's like. like yeah, that's the ultimate finding twenty dollars in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you said there's some hacks you can use, Chris, to like 
to do that because uh, I'm sure our listeners will be well. Everybody wants to know how to make money, don't they? But uh, how, how can you do that through blogging? Then what what can you do? Okay, so like, it, oh, here's an example. So Bodega's blog right now, like I got a crazy traffic off organic search, and like no backlink building, which is hard to do, right? Yeah, it's it's very difficult to do and to do quickly. Yeah, but I realized just travel bloggers are shit at SEO. So, mm. you know, I, I take a topic, a travel blogger could be ranking for it quite well. There's websites popular and I just rewrite it with better like on page SEO. Boom, yeah. I get uh, the traffic. And so, so what you do to some degree is called growth hacking, right? Yeah. And so my perception of that is like, it's like, um, find, finding the- inefficiencies and exploiting them in oh, social sure. or yeah, like, yeah. like you were talking earlier about. Facebook is constantly re-updating their algorithm. Google does that too with search. It's like so. It's like finding these things before they become common it's, knowledge. It's amongst. just being opportunistic, right? I mean, like, oh, here's an example on Facebook. Uh, like earlier this year, I think like maybe Aprilish. Uh, the huge thing was uh, one of the major ranking factors. This is when Facebook started pushing video on everyone pretty hard. Pivot to video. Yeah, they're like, yeah, video is where it's at. So they rewarded pushing, it really pushing hard. fake numbers. So at the time, one of the biggest factors to get a video more eyeballs on it was a percentage of time that people watch the video. So what people like me started doing was just instead of posting photos, we take a photo and make it a silent video for seven seconds. <laughs> so people stare at it. And... Yeah, because like they'll just look at it, and yeah. the time it takes them to read it, that's a ninety percent watch a video. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. And so it's wow. all so when you're doing that job you're you always need to be evolving and like oh, yeah. paying, paying attention of like what's new, what's the, cutting out. The edge. amount of growth hackers in the world is it's a very small group. Because uh, people want to, you know, learn a skill and then just coast off it. Everybody and make, wants that. Improve over time. Yeah. Like I, I find a lot of fun in trying to find the exploits. It's, yeah, it's very much like a game. I see it that way. That's cool. I mean I think that's probably an attitude you need to stay at the mm-hmm. top of that. So are you, uh, I guess you're like, uh, are you like a gamer and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, leaning back into what I just said, like, I used to play Street Fighter in tournaments. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> I played Tetris competitively. Right, okay. Um, so my approach to, like, Facebook. It's like gamifying it it's, almost. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I took training methods used in fighting games. Mm. So you're looking at, on one side of the spectrum, you're like, Okay, what does the physics engine say? What's the data of each attack do? You know, when you hit punch in Street Fighter, it takes a bit for it to come out. It takes a bit for it to be active. And then after, you can't do shit. Right. So you look at that data and try to find exploits. Whoever knew. Okay, so that's how combos work in fighting games. Like, if you hit two punches in a row, do you have enough frames of attack after your punch to press another one? So I took that, that makes so much sense. I've just never, never even considered yeah, these yeah, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other end of the spectrum is like human skill. So like, what's your personal skill level? Can you improve it? Can right. you reach peak human ability? Right. You know, the eye can only perceive so much. So your reaction speed is going to be, and you can break it down to frames. Right. Um, but with social media, I take that same practice. So I'm like, okay, what are the mechanics of this algorithm or content? Like, when I post something, what actually happens? Mm. You know, how many people engage right away versus yeah. time elapsed? How does that work? So, so it's is it a lot of like trying shit 
And oh, so, yeah. like, and like, oh, it's, epic it's, failure, epic failure. It's always like, oh, I see something here. That's the exact process. Yeah. It's, it's purely like experimenting. Yeah. Have, but what people don't get about growth hacking is that it, it's, it borrows elements of the scientific process. It's right. not exactly scientific unless you get deep into like big data. But then there's like an artistic side to it too, with like making a viral ass meme or something, yeah, you yeah. know, like, um, yeah. So you're like constantly experimenting. You, you actually, with the actual process, like Google and Facebook's growth teams, uh, everyone follows their right. uh, process, Yeah. but it's like writing an experiment document with a hypothesis and controlled variables but in order to like get like in you put in crypto terms like a 10x or like a 100x <laughs> you probably have to have like original thinking though and like or like find your own research oh, and you definitely. know do your own shit as right as opposed or, to following facebook's path right not necessarily cuz there are growth hackers out there that just do um trying to take tactics that work for everyone and make it work for specific audiences right. and then Optimize. your experimenting is about uh, how do i get these exact people to see it so it's not exactly new concepts all the time. Right. Yeah. Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, who who I, I kind of double-edged sword. I think he's interesting, but also like kind of a... He doesn't a have bit, a lot to say A little time. bit too much, but he talks a lot about how he thinks right now uh, like Instagram and Facebook targeted advertising is still way underpriced. Like, do you agree with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like those prices haven't stabilized yet. It's it's too you, young. If if you look at the timeline of it, especially when you're trying to reach young audiences, like he's like fucking. If you have any kind of business, pour all that money yeah. back into. If if you're trying to sell shit to people 13 to 24, super underpriced. So, so okay, a, a really great example. Could we do that for our podcast? Could yeah. We, yeah. You know, can sure. we get on the Instagram and Facebook ads on our podcast? And, and what would it cost, Chris, to like get an advert out there? Would is it? Are we talking thousands or hundreds? Uh, probably hundreds. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so like the, right. the way I generally do it nowadays, and a lot of people used to do this and they stopped, but like you'll say you have your post and you're trying to like make that post look really fucking good. You pay for ads to get engagement. And then, and then after is that, that dark web shit. No, you this is just Facebook ads. That's Facebook to yeah. get engaged. Oh, oh, I got you. Got you. Yeah, not, yeah. You're not paying for oh, the no, actual no, engagement, no. right? I mean, you are bots. When you do Facebook ads, you have different goals. So right. you could be paying for engagement. You could be paying for, like, you know, increasing the size of your audience, like getting yeah. page likes and shit. Yeah, because what what we wouldn't want to do is just have bots liking our stuff. No. We'd want real people. It's, so is right. that a different it's model? It's not really a problem. Like, okay. if, if you're advertising on Facebook, you're not going to get hit with bots. Yeah. What could happen, and I see this often, is, like, people like their targeting is too broad and then their competitors see all their ads and then their competitors just click on their ads to fuck them up <laughs> oh. <laughs> or their competitors buy bots to click the ads yeah. or something like that or mm. or another huge one is like people who have google adsense set up on their blog and then their competitors just outbid everyone and your competitor has ads on your blog <laughs> <laughs> that's dirty man. I don't know. smart yeah, smart. So, so okay, to bring yeah. it back to Gary V, like I, I see nowadays like that entrepreneurs are almost looked at like athletes in a way. Like, like people really revere entrepreneurship as in too the, much in the West. What do you what do you think about that trend in general? I and, think, and with people like Gary V spouting off all the time, they're they're really like praised too much. And and 
the one thing I find really weird is people are really celebrating raising investment. Yeah. Like, cause you haven't really so done anything. You haven't done anything. You just gave up a big portion of your company. Like, why yeah, are you yeah. celebrating about that? We're that's, that that's now. a time when you should be buckling the fuck down. Cause right. you need to prove return. <laughs> right. All you're really mm. doing is giving yourself time to fail. Right. At that point. I mean, you're raising runway to, to some degree. I mean, it is validation of your business. Kind of. Yeah. Not, not not your product, really. But, I mean, it, but when you look at the failure rates of right. startups, not and look really. at some of the ones that have been validated, like like juicers like and Theranos shit. Yeah, and shit. yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what what what's the failure rate, Chris? Like huge, like ninety. Or I mean, I don't know to the T, but no, you're right. Yeah, it's like something one, like one in ten startups succeed. Really? Yeah. Like oh, a, okay. I don't but, know. But the what does succeed? Stats, is it like like create like a lifestyle business out of it that you know exit or acquisition exit or acquisition okay I, but that I believe that but still like, has a big variance too though you know yeah. like a unicorn billion dollar company versus 50 million 100 million or something is a big difference the know? vast majority of startups are built with an exit strategy in mind yeah from day yeah. one like you're you're in there and you're like okay well our goal is to get bought by one of these three companies yeah, I mean, Peter Thiel talks a lot about how, like the the mix of like a talented team, a good idea, and a really good business plan, and needing all three, you know. And like, typically, typically they got one or two of three, you know. And if you have three of three, then you're you're killing it. It's but, typically you have two out of three, and then the investment you raise will get you your third. Right. Well, let let's talk about my company at the moment. Yeah. See, we've we've spoken to two investors at the moment, and both of them loved our idea. They loved our idea, and and we're in the process now of trying to make that more formal um so what do you find about the process how, how do you how are you it's pres- tough it's really hard it's really soul destroying it's it's if the startup uh, is all you're doing full-time the general rule of thumb is like your ceo their whole goal is fundraising that's it that's their whole yeah. job right my brother's in that position at the moment and yeah he, he's working like full-time but we you know we, we we've had n- not just um investors of validate our idea but like, for example, last week we had a call with the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors, RICS, in England, uh, who are a massive company, and they've got this, like, global initiative going on with, like, 46 different governing bodies around the world. And we had a conversation with the lead guy yeah. of that, and he loved it. Yeah. And, we're, and he validated our idea, and he gave us some contact names, and we're having another call with him next week. Uh, so that was really so cool to get his. That's cool. So, anyway, and so I, but then there's an element where it's session. like where it's like you're just playing this game where it takes all this time and you got to yeah shake you know and and that's yeah. that's uh, and it. I'm told that okay, Mike, if you're gonna get investment, you're gonna speak to fifty or a hundred VC guys before you get one. And we spoke yeah. to two, yeah. two have liked it, and you know was was still early at the moment. But the thought of speaking to another forty eight yeah. is soul destroying. Yeah, quite honestly, you know. It yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of... And the amount of work that you've got to put into each phone call or meeting and, and, you, and then the follow-up after that. Chris mentioned he's like kind of burnt out by the startup world. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that seems like kind of a common thing for a lot of folks. Like they like get into it and then you like become like disillusioned well, or something. The problem is that like, you know, coming down from a failed company, it's always like... Which you got to realize that's nine out of ten times that's yeah, going to happen. Pe- people generally measure the strength of an entrepreneur, like how quickly you can bounce back. Bounce back ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I went, I did, I think, four or five companies back to back to back. No breaks in between. And like, granted, there weren't all startups. Like, I you know, ran a small marketing agency in Shanghai, that kind mm. of shit. But uh, 
no time in between to process or really, you know, just evaluate what happened. It's just go, go, go. It's mm. yeah. yeah. So we need to have this conversation off the mic, but I think that maybe we can help. You know, we, we've got a little bit of we've got Common some ground. pocket money yeah. to, to for people like you to to help us. So maybe cool. we can have a chat offline. But yeah, th- this is great to to hear this. And you know, nine out of ten fail. That that's a little bit. <laughs> that's hard just to hear. that's the game of but business, yeah. though, right? Like like. Uh, mm. You know, like yeah, I wonder what the most restaurants like fail, right? And mortar, yeah. like, you know, it's high. Yeah, it's I mean, gonna be high. Don't you think? But also, how do you how do you gauge success for it takes a restaurant? Because a yeah. lot of them just like, you know, oh, we're done switching over management. Mm. Yeah, but I think it's pretty obvious most of the time, like a failed restaurant. No, I'm saying what's a successful restaurant? Oh, yeah. Well, because it's also I think like a just above a break even restaurant for a few years is like a successful restaurant because most like I just mean because so like the for startups acquisition mm-hmm. merger like I you know yeah. I, like it's a IPO, bit more more nuanced I think it's it's very like clear cut as to like oh this this is successful now yeah um but with something like brick and mortar it's like well. You know the processes on everything is so much slower. Yeah, it takes yeah, it takes longer yeah. to validate. Well, we, and we ran a restaurant three years and we broke even. Like, is that successful? I don't know. Maybe. For Most some people, would say for a lot of people, yeah, yeah. three years. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good to me. Yeah, if you could yeah. feed your family for three years in Bangkok as a local, <laughs> and you have a restaurant to do it, that that's a lot of people's dream. I think mm. here definitely. Yeah. For think? Sure. yeah. How so, long? How, you you've been here for how long? Two years. Two years. But you've been in Asia for four. Four. Yeah. Okay, and you still surviving. So that that measures Chris to me that he's got a lives over in Saton. So you yeah, know, Riverview. I, I like you know when when you hear people have been in Asia for so long, they've done multiple countries and they've been in multiple jobs. That really tells me that they've got something about them. That they've right. got some you know some skills, some and guts some, and skills. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's not easy. A lot of people will stay in their hometown for their whole lives and and just. Whatever they're, they're happy, they have babies and and get married or whatever. But that that wasn't for me, and I, I want to test myself in a, in a different environment, which is twice as hard. And but you know, each their own. True. But I, I I think you know, whenever I speak to someone who's been here for a long time, I think, oh man, you must have some guts because it's not a lot of people go home, man, don't they? Yeah. Four, or five years, actually, three, or four I, years. Yeah, that's one home, of the worst man. parts about like dating while abroad. You yeah, know, you, you like meet someone, even even just like friends or friends. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, okay, cool. We're really tight now. I know them very well. Then like, I'm oh out. shit, they're moving home. <laughs> yeah, like this wasn't home to them this times. whole time. Yeah, yeah. a guy in my condo <laughs> that happened to me, and a guy in my condo. We got really close, and he moved back to England. I think uh, Greg, the guy that does the Bangkok podcast, like they did a bunch of kind of like survey data on expats just for fun, and it was like. Three or four years was like the average that yeah. that mm. most people that, stuck around. Kind of yeah. in Southeast Asia, after that time, you sort of feel like you've you've seen most of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it becomes less original, you know. And then you gotta, it's got to become your home yeah. if you're going to stay, right? So I think yeah. three or four years is about that time where you either like it or you don't. And if you don't, then fucking you, you're going to go back home. Yeah, right? but I do know what you mean though. Like when you like somebody <laughs> just bounces, like oh, it's just a uh, like. Not only are they gone, but you have the realization that the whole time, like, they felt like their home country was their home. Like, this was never home to them. Bastards. 
It's a we weird... thought we had something going. I thought you were my friend. And now you've just left me and gone home. <laughs> so how do you guys perceive the direction of like, um, like people, Western people being more nomadic, younger people being more nomadic, being more, uh, you know, remote work friendly, being uh, less tied to their hometown. Do you think that's an obvious trend? You think it's going to keep going that way? I don't. You think people... So, so my take is like, I was really in that, you know, I met a lot of digital nomads and those types, yeah. and it's super cringy. Like, mo- most of them I met, they're traveling on their parents' money, or, like, they already have savings, and they're not even making money while they're abroad. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. Um, I, I could never just do an extended vacation. Like, mm. get antsy. Like, constantly moving, that aspect, or, or like the vacation like like, like trying to act not, like you're on vacation they're not working yeah is what i mean like i couldn't just take a long time off work yeah well, well uh, as i said to to when we spoke to riley. um uh? i said riley right yeah, as, yeah yeah when we spoke to riley i said you know there's not a lot of digital nomads from my town because we came from a poor town yeah and uh you know there's not there's no digital nomads from poor towns in in the north of england you know what i mean it just right. doesn't happen because they've got no money from their parents they've got no retire uh right. got no inheritance. they've it? got they've got nothing they've got no safety net i think a lot of the times these digital nomads have got big safety nets you oh, know sure. if if they fail their parents can fly them home or whatever my mum and dad are dead now <laughs> You know, Sorry, I've got nothing. Laugh, yeah. it <laughs> no, so no, 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 you can laugh because yeah. it's right. They're dead. The delivery <laughs> on that was pretty you know, good. Uh, yeah, your timing there was good. So it, th- that's it. I've got nothing. If if, if I fail, yeah. I, I fail. You know, but I, I would I, I would maybe push back a little bit that like uh, little Mikey Moore that was that's eighteen years old now, he could figure out a way to side hustle and if that was his dream that he wanted to accomplish, figure out a way to bootstrap it to get to Thailand and then figure it out. But Probably, I, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't. I, I yeah. You're in, right. It's having an inclination. I agree with both of you yeah. that uh, there's a lot of f- like frauds out there with. But when I when I said the yeah for sure, there's, there's so <laughs> many frauds. I also think that like um, it's definitely human nature to want to feel like you're pre- being productive but not actually work hard. Hmm. You know yeah, what you I mean? Sit there and look at your emails and like you're act like you're at work. a coffee shop, like on your computer, like doing the shit, and like you're really not. Um, accomplishing much but you're acting like you're doing shit and mm. feeling like you're doing shit you know what i mean Definitely. i think the digital nomad trend is like dying out but That's, not that dream is kind no, of not, a, not the dreams dying out it's just like people the whole nomad constantly traveling thing like doesn't appeal so, to me it's so fucking tiring it like the lifestyle is not sustainable here's what i like I, the, I want like two or three home bases or, or something like that yeah. you know like like a Southeast Asia, a, a America, and, you know, if I was really killing it, like another, yeah. and bouncing between, like, two or three. That's what I'm saying. Like, digital, That's, like I've seen this term thrown around, but it hasn't caught on yet, like, digital expat. Like, yeah. You know, you can you work all online. You have a home base. That's how I am. Like, yeah. I live in Bangkok, but I don't spend all my time here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all my work's online. Yeah. Right. Like, right now, I'm bouncing back and forth between... Phuket and back everything I do is online but and so I'm not tied anywhere but I could never just hop every like two weeks three like I would I would blow not, my head and off and not have like a home base yeah or any kind of like social circle or connections or knowing what where the good food is you know I mean yeah I don't but know yeah, I think I, th- I think that's a bit of a myth isn't it 
But do, do you see I, the value in like having two or three? You know, like like the idea of like having yeah. a couple spots or something like that. I want to do in communities that. there. Like right now, I've got it pretty good. Like Bangkok's my home base. I go to Chiang Mai and Phuket quite a bit, and then uh, yeah, I really miss Shanghai. Yeah. I haven't been there. You want to go back? Uh, I've never it's been so to, expensive I've never been to, to live China. There, so really? Like, I don't really. I went to Beijing for the first time uh, a few months ago, and fucking, it totally blew me away. I, I wrote, I wrote China off pretty hard as like oh. not being somewhere that I could enjoy, yeah. just the way I perceive their culture and their government. But I was pretty, pretty off in the way. I want to go to Guangzhou. Yeah. It, uh, Chris, how, how much more expensive is it than than Thailand to live? Like double? Is Shanghai mm-hmm. like like fifty? Like a New York, or like a London, or is it? I think my rent back then was. Fuck, I don't even remember. Like a thousand dollars or something a month. Maybe. And and may I ask you another question? I don't remember. Um, you you know you said you bounce between like uh Bangkok, Chiang Mai. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have like a condo there, or you just rent a room when you get there? No, uh, I mean like. Now that I do bodegas marketing, I just stay at the hostel. Oh, cool, man. Uh, we okay. just opened Phuket Resort, so I'll stay yeah. there. Oh, that's, there in December. That's a bonus, oh, man. Yeah, tell me when you're going to be there. So if yeah. you're going to work for uh, for anyone, work for a hotel, and then you can just bounce around. <laughs> oh, that's right? a nice little hack, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so, Chris, what we normally do on these podcasts is we talk about people's penises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've done that with Blake. We've done that with... Um, uh, with with Frizo and and yeah, so I mean, is yours normal? Yeah. yeah. What, what's normal? Well, you know, <laughs> you know, we've had half half, you know, Thai uh, Falang people, and you know, there was intonations inter- 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 that it could be like half half like brown and half white. Oh no! Or like Co- medium size in between. <laughs> Coloration. Pretty normal. Yeah, pretty normal. <laughs> I got okay. a nice curve going. <laughs> yeah, okay. Does it lean to the left or right, or is it? It leans like, like upward. No, oh, okay. my belly button. Okay, I, th- I think that's nice. I mean, we, we, we do like to we do like to have a, a sort of penis ometer right on this on this show when when we talk to people face to face. But uh, that's yeah. true. Well, that's like three out of our last three. That's been yeah. We talk about dicks. I yeah, keep it know. going. Yeah, I don't know why it is. So. That's always a good way to close it out, though. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so would you say average in size? Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. I'm hella average. I'm I'm like an extra medium. <laughs> but you use it well, though, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not the tools that you have, right? It's the way that you fucking use them. I think that's. Uh, I mean, that's what I tell my wife anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And the tools that I use are not only my penis. It's like a beer bottle. No, no, it absolutely isn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. No, I just use my penis. But uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> it's been awesome. Uh, oh, I love <laughs> it. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, the way you arrived today was awesome. Yeah, man. In a let's, blaze of glory. Let's uh, let's let's recap that. <laughs> <laughs> so just to set a little bit of a scene for our our audience, we are. On Sukhumvit in, Bang- in Bangkok and up in a, like a second level bar and we were sitting upstairs and we just hear screams <laughs> and I looked down and it's Chris fighting with the motors- motorbike taxi driver about yeah. God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> that was when, awesome. When he picked me up, we agreed like, okay, 40 baht for the ride and then it's cool. I hand him the 40 baht and yeah. immediately on arrival, he's like, no, no, 100 baht. Fuck you. Once, once you're like halfway there, <laughs> like, like, like... You said forty, and then you handed him forty immediately. No, no, no. Or you, you on got arrival. A, he demanded on, the, on arrival. Oh, fuck him. 
I've had like, that before. When the journey on, takes man. a little bit because longer. Why? Than, because why? Because of the rain? Because he said there's traffic. Was, uh, yeah, like, because he, he thinks it's going to take 20 and it takes 40. So that's double, you know, what that, he that considered bike it was to be. From, I've never like, had a, them renege on me like, renege on me oh, like that. Like, like, I have. Yeah. I've had that, yeah. Yeah. I have, man. This was from I take a close to like a sock station. And it's a 40. That's a 40. That's a 40. Yeah, I was like, that's normal. 100 is crazy from there, Chris, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but I was also like, I mean, oh, this guy's gonna cause a scene and just stay here and start yelling yeah. everywhere, and yeah. he still did. He probably had a few drinks, I bet. Probably. You know that that's very off-putting, is it? When you're on the back of a bike and he breathes and you can just smell the alcohol. Oh, God, it's the <laughs> worst. Oh, this is gonna be. I take motorbikes probably three a day, every yeah. day. Never have you ever problem. had a close call? I mean, you have a million Many, close calls, sure. but close, but, like, but not a close. crazy. Yeah, yeah, not close, but close. Yeah, close but not close. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> so yeah. the bikes are just more fun. Like I'd rather take that than a regular cab any day. Me too. Oh yeah, there's like it's an amazing feeling cruising through Bangkok. You got to factor in a little bit. Of cost. Not only that, but like if you're sitting in the BTS or like a cab, you don't really get to see the city or feel it or yeah, like man. enjoy yeah. it. You yeah, know? when you're on the back of the bike and you can hear the music, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. People shouting and me, 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 me. Wait, how often is there it's really like music awesome. though? Oh, when you go past side 22 on Suckenbit, man. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's a weird little corner there. Yeah, it is weird. Isn't that it? is like they play music out. And it's just a weird bars there, weird dudes <laughs> yeah. hanging out in there. Yeah. Yeah, some weird expat dudes. Andy, if you're listening. Um, Shout so, out. Chris, uh, where can people get hold of you, brother, if they want to uh, come and follow you or see you? or Yeah, just uh, hit me up on Facebook, Chris Tweedham. And how do you Jesus. spell that? C H R I S. Yeah, and then my last name is T W E T E N. Tweeting. Yeah, yeah. and uh, public, find so, some yeah. Fi- yeah, find some meme pages or some uh, there's some group groups or find him trolling in the the Bangkok yeah. expat group and, as and, well. And do you want to quickly promo the uh, the the business that you're in Bodega at the moment? Yeah, Bo- BodegaHostels.com. Uh, we've got locations in Bangkok, Chiang Mai. Did you uh, get linked okay. up with those guys just as like you started staying there yep. and then like you started drinking with the butt Actually, the dudes? I stayed there a few times and then, uh, <laughs> you know, that just became my circle of friends. Yeah. And then like That's much cool. later I worked with them. Yeah. So Bodega, uh, what what's the URL? Bodegahostels.com. Are they doing pretty well? Yeah. I mean, we're expanding pretty quick. Um, so we have... Seems like, like fiercely competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you must be doing pretty well. We got Copenhagen, Chiang Mai, Phuket... In Bangkok, we just yeah. opened up the Phuket Resort, yeah. and then Chiang Mai. We're opening. It's kind of an interesting location. It's kind of a cool spot, actually. On the corner there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chiang Mai. We're opening another end of the month. Another one. And then uh, we've got another on the way on one of the islands. Damn. Yeah. Are there Thai people involved in the company? Yeah. Got to be right. Got to yeah. be right. Yeah. To get up that red tape. Man. Yeah. Oh no! Like if you have three American partners, like you're good. Really. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know how normally, like... You can if rent... You have, if you have one partner for real estate and shit, land or property... Right. You need a Thai partner, 50-50. Right, yeah. That's always, you can I get always around that if you have three American partners. They have oh, to be wow. American? Yeah. Not just three foreign partners, right? I think no, it's, it's American. American because uh, oh, really? cause cool. Donald Trump's the leader of the free world. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuck America. That was the first time we mentioned Trump at the very end, which is that's healthy for the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, you can you can get us. Uh, you can email us. Pl- please send us an email and just say, man, just, email just would be lovely, wouldn't call it? Call me a cock or just <laughs> just call me. 
whatever, just email us this strange live podcast. I know that's a big mouthful. This strange live podcast at gmail.com. Find us uh, on, on the internet at this strange dot life. Uh, find us on Twitter at strange life this. And on Correct. Instagram at same same. Like this. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Okay, yeah. And you can find me at Crypto Mickey on Twitter. Yeah, find me on Twitter. Willie Dealey is first name, last name. And uh, Chris, yeah. thanks for coming, Chris. Awesome, yeah. Came in a blaze of glory. Cool, uh, and we always like to invite our guests back. If you want to come in a couple of months and come back on and tell us some shit. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I'm down for sure. All right. All right. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
icons. Icons should be icons. Shoot the icons. Fuck the icons. Icons should be icons. Shoot the icons. Fuck the icons.